Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. We are on June the 5th, very early in June. Um, this has been a year, you know, you feel like it could be the, you know, the end of the year because we've been through so much <laughs> in such a short amount of time. Um, but here's what I want to share. Today is Friday. You know, I'm all up in my feelings. It's just who I am. A residual of a week uh, sort of lands on Friday. I process it and then I, you know, launch myself into next week, you know, on Sunday. But today I want to say I am impressed by something. So uh, apparently there's this farmer. He supplies a lot of the local restaurants with pork. He's a pork farmer. So I don't know. I think day before yesterday or yesterday was probably day before yesterday. He posted uh, a meme that was probably racist. I mean, not even probably. It was racist. And um, I'll tell you why. I'll explain. So the the picture he posted, I guess, on one of his own social media accounts. And this is why you have to be careful when you're a business owner and you're uh, posting your personal thoughts. Um, he put up a picture on the top. It was a cartoon. It was a cartoon of people bailing hay and uh, presumably working really hard. And it says, if you spend your day like this, then on the bottom, it had just a bunch of black people looting. And it said, then you won't want to do this at night or something. And the implication, what makes it racist is you pick white people to be the white cartoons to be the farmers and obviously black people to be the looters. And the implied racism in that, you know, is that only white people farm and work hard. And these black people are just out here uh, robbing people and stealing. You could have put pictures of white looters, but you didn't. So uh, he was shocked that people were so upset. So all these restaurants in St. Louis that use him were outraged because this is not the time. And here's what's so here's the moving part. A, they stopped doing business with him, which is huge because that's how you make change. This guy could go out of business. These are major restaurants and and small chains. And, you know, one group owns like four restaurants and they were buying, you know, thousands of thousands of dollars worth of meat from him a year. So this is how you really make change. So once they found out one guy even posted like, I'm sorry, I've been supporting a racist all this time. Um, so to post that a is so tone deaf, you're not even aware of what's going on. I don't care that you live in Washington, Missouri, which is, you know, outside of St. Louis, you know, what's going on in St. Louis. So the fact that you feel comfortable enough to post something like that is a problem. Then his explanation was, well, I, I didn't really see it as offensive, but I'm sorry if I offended people, which is the that's a non-apology. It doesn't matter if that's your boyfriend or your girlfriend or the person at the store or whoever. When they apologize to you like that, it's not a sincere apology. So all these restaurants in our area dumped him. 
that that's the kind of thing that used to never happen in the past. And their outrage was not manufactured. It was not this stuff that, you know, they're saying just so they can keep their customers in St. Louis and they'll secretly go back to this guy. I mean, they were the posts were morally outraged in a way that I've never seen come from non-black people before in St. Louis. So if you can make St. Louis change, then the change is real. Because for all of that in Ferguson, there was enough murkiness around the case and enough murkiness around actual St. Louis that it didn't change really because it didn't happen all over the city. Those riots and protests happened on a two block stretch about, I don't know, 10 minutes from my house. And that was it. I remember me and one of my friends stumbling out of North County heading over to, you know, the Central West End. And we looked like we had just walked out of Beirut and everybody else was like, we're running, we're having our coffee, we're going to go to do yoga, we're walking dogs. I mean, they weren't phased at all. So this is what's different. Like people are all morally outraged. There's just absolutely no way you can look at that George Floyd video and not see something disturbing. It, It was just wrong wrong is wrong. And I'm not always the first person to be like, oh yeah, everything's racist. I'm not. I, you, you all know that. I'm pretty balanced. And I try to keep my emotions out of situations like that because that's when you go down a rabbit hole. And I don't want to be emotional about stuff. I deal with facts. And I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter what happened before. When you see that man gleefully put his knee on someone's neck a grown man's neck for I could only watch two to three or four minutes of I was like I can't watch this I mean this is horrible and I believe that's the only way you make change is for people to actually see it up close for themselves and there was no deniability the people on the sidewalk who are filming are pleading with this officer and he just leans in just gets really into it I mean, he was so glib and carefree, which brings me to my other point of change, that this is where this is important and where I believe the protests and even I hate to say it, but even the looting is helping people to understand that when you become a police officer in this day and age, every single thing you're doing is being filmed. It is. People have cameras on them. This is the first time in history that you can document every second of your life with something in your pocket. You know, this is better than having a video camera. This is like, I've got proof that you're doing something untoward. And sometimes it's not really there. Sometimes they just show you the part that they want you to see or show you the part that they are offended by. But when you see something that most people cannot look away from and, and, disagree with when you show people something that's so blatant you know and and five six seven ten people have it on their phones as well I mean come on and so now you're going to have to attract a different type of person to want to be a police officer because let's face it there are people who you know they're always going to be a criminal they're always going to be somebody who comes along and tries to exploit someone else that's human nature so we will need the police these signs that say defund the police and that kind of thing that's silly 
if you live in a vulnerable community, you would never even write anything like that. Because there's plenty of times you're going to need to call the police, whether it's for your safety or someone else's. Um, But you're going to get a different type of person who wants to be a police officer because you're going to have to get somebody who does the right thing all the time, whether someone is um, watching them or not. See, right now you got a lot of people out here, not just in the police force. Trust me, they're all around that do the right thing because someone is watching them. But as soon as they are held accountable, and as soon as they're, you know, supposed to be accountable for something, then you realize, hey, they might not be doing the right thing all the time. Sometimes they just do whatever the fuck they want. Um, So now you're going to attract somebody in their training. It's even going to have to be, hey, you're going to be wearing a camera. You're going to be on camera. You're going to have to be accountable for your actions. No more of this cowboy shit and talking shit how you want. Those days are gone. You know, the locker room mentality that you all have where you talk shit amongst each other and then get out on a scene. Those are it's gone. Watch, it's going to be 24 hour surveillance in these police cars. That's what's coming next. And everybody's going to have to wear a body cam. And I'm telling you why this is going to happen, because most police departments don't have a communication specialist on staff. They don't have anybody to spend this for them. Most most departments don't have enough money or wherewithal or thought to hire somebody on staff to be able to craft messages for them. So these chiefs don't want to deal with this. They don't want to hear these questions. They have bigger problems. They need to try to stop crime. They don't want to have to worry about diversity efforts and all that stuff. And they don't want to have to worry about somebody telling the media in a crafted message how this should go. They don't have crisis communication specialists. They should, but they don't. And, you know, they should do the right thing all the time, but all departments don't. We know that. I recognize fully that there are some bad police departments out there. There's some bad chiefs. There's some shady chiefs. It starts at the top. If you think you can get away with something, it's because you think your chief has your six. So come on. You know, so that's where the change is really going to happen because now you're going to get people who recognize we need less military style policing and more good people who just want to help other people. And they are out there. But their deeds don't get filmed like these. And I'm telling you, that George Floyd thing really changed people because there's no debate. There's absolutely no debate. And if you fall on the other side of it, then there's something really not clicking for you. Because if you can only see it as a racial thing or a political thing, then there's something wrong with you. And now we know for sure, because that's a human thing. And so now you've got all these people who aren't black fired up over injustice at the same level as black people because normally they just you know throw a little bit at it you know or they're super liberal and they're upset but it's like it doesn't mean anything you know but now it's like yeah now you see this shit is going too far for some people it really is and I've never disputed that I also want this kind of intensity for our other problems too though but I'm baby steps. I'm telling you, this thing in St. Louis is huge. To get these restaurants to, to break up with this dude and hurt him in his pockets is ginormous because that's not a Missouri thing. St. Louis will be like, yeah, it's fucked up, but I need my pork. Who am I going to get my pork from? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he gets the best. So, you know, he'll apologize and we'll just low key, you know, nobody knows, you know, who has just who he distributes his meat to, you know what I mean? 
But these people, these restaurant owners took it upon themselves because they're in these areas. They're getting hammered, you know, rioters and and people, uh, you know, and they've already I think they've had their uh, sensitivity heightened because they haven't even been able to be open. So now they get open and they're able to start serving people and they really feel more ingrained into the community because people have been supporting these restaurants while they've been closed to the general public to sit down. And then here comes this clown with this nonsense. I mean, it's the perfect storm for change. It really is. And this is how it happens. That's impressive. That's impressive because I've lived here a long time and I've also lived in the other most racist place in the world, which is Los Angeles. So it's really fascinating to see and feel it actually be an organic change. And I think that's what's happening. And I think it's about damn time. And yeah, some of it is not, some of it feels a little misguided and some of the issues were conflating, but this was, this is a real milestone. This is a marker. And people ought to pat themselves on the back for that one here, because that one's huge. And it'll go largely unnoticed, but that's a big deal. Friday feels like, yeah, there's finally some change coming. And, you know, pat yourselves on the fucking back. That was great. That was great. And it just proves that when we put our minds to a collective consciousness, we can do better. And don't forget to take this momentum to the polls. If you can vote, don't, don't forget that this is all part of the process as well vote in november let's make real viable change and stop falling for the okie doke some people are going to take advantage of this unrest and they're going to say all the things that they think you want to hear vet these people make sure they're actually going to do what they say they're going to do and yeah it's hard to get in a system and try to change it but don't just pay lip service to something actually find out if these people believe what they're saying and if they're good people you know what happened listen we won't even you can't even compare it to trump he was gonna drain the swamp turns out like i said he is the swamp hmm. have a great weekend people